Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Can. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Ah! Criticized for clearing my throat and chiming in. Yeah, the roar. They hammered you for that one. They hammered me for the roar. For those of you who don't know what we're speaking about, um, a battle, a battle of sorts. It started as a a small battle uh, with the uh, Dan Lebitard show, who... um, Again, I think what people don't realize that uh, have been chiming in by the thousands on Twitter is that um, I didn't start this. I I was sitting minding my own business and it was uh, brought to my attention that a a fellow ESPN colleague in his show um, had some disparaging things in fun, in light, in in, in the nature of the way they do their show calling me the unknown fat brother in the Baldwin family and that Alec resented his career and Billy was always looks like he's falling asleep and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, hang on a minute, I'm not taking that lion down. I don't care who this dude is. He's some radio dude. This, this, is, uh, uh, this is unacceptable. So I called him to, uh, to the task and uh, the ensuing day of Twitter and, and, and them playing stuff and continuing the fodder back and forth was quite compelling. It right? has been exhausting. For it, sure. it is. This is what they said about you uh, doing the opening of your show. We learned that Daniel Baldwin does a radio show in Syracuse, in ESPN Syracuse. Great show. It's a great show. Yeah. It's a fantastic show. Awesome. ESPN 97. Impeccably seven. produced. Great yeah. job. And uh, he does this sports talk show, and he led the show yesterday with the drama. <laughs> This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to the big show. Um, We're waiting for Josh to come back in the studio. Uh, We were on, uh, this show was on from (laughs) 3 to 4 in the afternoon here in Syracuse and downloaded worldwide, of course. Um, And it turns out that uh, because of doing the morning show, we asked the great one, Ed Levine, if we could move this show from 10 to 11 to accommodate Josh and my schedule, uh, and we did so, which put us um, on against the Dan Levitard show. Yesterday, is this yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday, the Levitard show um, um, was talking, trash talking. I mean, it, it would be considered trash talking, no? No. That's I think, not trash talking? No, I think that's just their show. Who's the fat one is not trash talking? <laughs> oh, see? I told you that's where it started. <laughs> but I, I'm blaming some guys. But I'm pretty much I, the fat one, am the one who started it. You did. You, you did. did. Yeah, and yeah. he got on you for your Alec Baldwin take, saying what? that he's never carried a movie, really. Wait a yeah, so so uh, as you can imagine, uh, during the dissertation that Levitard did, uh, Alec Baldwin regrets his career. He's a f- he was he he feels that he's a failure. What what is this guy? My brother's psychiatrist. So uh, he said uh, he said it was from a New Yorker magazine article. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, you know, <laughs> show show me the New Yorker or how you embellish that. But 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 you know what's funny is. 
uh, I, I didn't listen to Levitard's show often. I've heard it a few times. Not, We're on the same time. You're not yeah. going to be able to. Right, right. But, but even before, uh, in meeting with the great Ed Levine, uh, owner of the Galaxy Dynasty, um, you know, I, I leaned on him in the beginning for content. He's a content guy in radio for decades. So, you know, we talked about things that were smart to talk about. And, and he and he said, you know, if you go on from 10 to 11 or we do a 10 to 12, whatever we're going to do, we're going to preempt Levitard, which is a national show. He said, and I never liked Levitard. I actually didn't like his show. He said, and then it kind of grew on me. So, Ed, you know, it, there's a place for it. It's it's kind of sternish, Howard Sternish kind of genre. Um, it, it, Alec brought up a good point. He said, you know, some people go on and and a, a basic uh, a barometer or, or or theme of their show is they bash people. So. I started to listen to best of kind of stuff because as this thing heated up, and there, and, and you know Jay Billis was on, and and so Jay Billis is an anchor on ESPN. So here's part of the thing that I, I guess I don't get coming from the movie and the and the TV side, particularly the TV side. If you do a TV show for NBC, which I did for years. Um, you're a fan of the other NBC shows. You support those actors. You're, that's your network. You're battling other networks for your paycheck and your popularity. So when you're on against NYPD Blue, you don't talk about NYPD Blue in the press. Even if they're kicking your butt, you don't talk about them, which they did, by the way. Um, uh, you, you know, you want to support other shows that are on your network, you're, and certainly the family within the show that you're doing. That's not so in radio, obviously, is what I'm learning, because... <clears throat> I'm a fellow ESPN show, and I'm listening to Billis, and they, not only do they, he goes, yeah, I don't want to talk about that, guys, that's not what I came on, this is ridiculous, and they went, ah, ha, 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 ha. you know, and they're laughing at Jay Billis. The, the, there was another one that was, I, I found dumbfounding, just because certain people are, are, are Elliot Ness, you know, they're untouchable, in my opinion, and Dick Vitale was on, and you know, hey, baby, the PTP, baby, you know, and I mean... Vitale's 80-something years old. This was this year, and they had him on, and Levitard said, well, in some shape or form, every coach has done something illegal in college basketball. I mean, that's for sure. He said, but, and suddenly Vitale went, why would you ever make such a generality, a statement like that? That's absolutely not true. And as soon as you felt Vitale was getting a little excited, you should have backed up. They didn't. They went after him to the point where he was yelling at the top of his lungs, and he hung up on the show. And I thought, is there no s sacred cows anymore? You know, do, do you, do you, for the sake of your younger audience who may not be huge Dick Vitale fans, are you not respectful enough to a guy who's had a 50-year career in television and radio and, and, and get him to the point where he hung up on you? Is One thing you got to understand about radio people is we are amazingly insecure, and we have to go after anything that might threaten us in any way whatsoever. It's not even that, though. That's what people who tune into the radio look for. It's a completely different, you know. You, well, that can't be all radio. That can't yeah. be because. Be, well, no, no. It's when you go on certain shows, you have to be ready for certain things, and he's one of the shows you should know going on. That that's going to happen. Well, that's like a lawyer. Don't ask a question that you don't know the answer to. Yeah. I, I did not realize, and, and, and listen, people who have, who I've had a ball with this Twitter thing, you know, just chastising people when they say the fat, when I go, fat and old, and I go, well, well, fat, maybe. I'm not that old yet, but I'm definitely fat. 
Uh, you know, so so you, you you can have fun with it. You can egg them on. But then there's people who are writing things about my children. You know, and they're, and they're and you know, there's just there's no reason for that to happen at all. So you just have to block them. Because you know, a couple times I wrote, really, like that. You're going to talk about my mother? You know, on on on, on open Twitter. Yeah, that's the problem with radio feuds, though, is that the listeners don't always know the line. I've yeah. been in many of them. I know how they all play out. I've been in them with the great one before, but before I worked for him. And it's just, your listeners, the listeners don't know the line. So, whereas, I can't blame Levitard for what his listeners are doing. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. And I'm not saying it's a reflection. There was actually some very funny, I mean, there's one that I guess I just don't know, um... <laughs> what what this reference is, but it's been retweeted like a hundred times. What are your forty favorite colors? Someone keeps asking me, and they keep retweeting. It, it. must be an inside and joke. For it, sure. it has yeah. to be. Yeah. And then underneath it says Aqua question mark. So I kept writing Chartreuse. <laughs> Want to hear more of this? Yeah, let's, that you haven't. It's let's, it's like it's so meta that we are listening to our show through the Levitar show, listening to our show. It's weird. His producer, Daniel Baldwin's producer, seems to be on our side a little bit and sort of explaining He's the mole. Because this is about family right now. You've crossed a, a brotherhood right now. This is a really strong bond. I mean, you opened his eyes to something about his brother, Billy, that he had no idea. I think they're pretty complimentary of your brother going forward. Well, they go back and forth. They're yin, 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 yin. Come on. They're saying that he's... Billy was the one that always like uh, looked like he was waking up. Like, what? So like Billy's the, Billy's the beautiful yeah, yeah. Baldwin. Billy, yeah, what, yeah. Billy was in a movie with Judge uh, with Fair Game. Cindy Crawford. Fair Game. Was that here in Miami? I know exactly what you're talking so about. Okay, that is the guy I'm talking about. That <laughs> yeah. is the that is the handsome one. That is the handsome Baldwin, is yeah, it not? Yeah, yes, yeah yes. the one who could barely open his eyes. That's right. Looks sedated <laughs> all the time. Does Billy Baldwin always look sedated? Put it on the poll, Guillermo. <laughs> Does Billy, Billy always look sedated? Yeah. Billy always looks sedated. I've I've never heard anyone say that. I've never, it's just 30 years of acting, and I've never heard anyone <laughs> mention that Billy always looks sedated. I went to the poll after they do polls on Twitter, and yeah. it was 85% of um, the people listening to the show agreed with it. That, that Billy, Billy always looks so sedated. sedated. Wow, maybe I'm just so, so out of the loop that I don't realize how sedated Billy is. Wow, we've got a rebel in there infiltrate. We, there, the producer there, that's a young guy who actually knows our show. Guy? <laughs> oh, my We've God. We've got to protect that rebel. It, don't, don't reveal that to anyone like I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're just, and you're just loving it. You're loving the accolades on Levitard. He's legitimately calling him a mole. The mole! He's, He's calling him a mole. They got Later him on to, in the show, you know what? he said, the, I think he said the line, we got a guy on the inside yeah, or something yeah. like that. He is the mole. He's the mole. He's the mole. If you've uh, ever considered... Oh, when I came in this studio, and I had, early on, I had a situation with Pauly, where he tried to tell me that Salzone wasn't coming on the air, and he neglected to sit me down and explain what the decision was for. He just said he's not coming on, and I flipped out on him, screaming at him, get, dropped the F-bomb, blah, blah. Well, it turns out that, you know, the great one, Ed Levine, had to call me at his office for the principal's meeting and say, hey, you can't do that in my place. You got like girls in here that are scared of you, think that you're a monster. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I didn't even realize what, because that can happen in a movie every day, multiple times a day, and you're out with the guy having dinner and it doesn't matter. But they're very sensitive here in the radio world. So I had to tone my act down some, noted. But I identified Paulie 
as the mole for sure. He's the guy I that, didn't do anything. He's here. the guy that comes in here, the 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 uh the, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh yeah, you guys were, and he runs right back to Ed and tells him everything he knows. I he's the mole. Don't talk to it's Ed. The mole, Josh. I don't think he talks to Ed, but I think he did blow up your spot with uh, the dog walker. That's what that's where I thought the mole oh came from. Oh my god. Because that's I totally think that, where. I think that he told her the story then she He totally did. I did. You. She's a friend of mine. Totally <laughs> did. She's she the one up. person I told I wasn't expecting her to get bombed. And drug text me in bed with my wife. Yeah, yeah, right. Not to mention the fact that she was pretty good looking, so my wife turns around and grabs the phone on my hand and goes, Who the hell is that? You're, you're texting me at eleven o'clock at night. Well what and, and it it ended. It culminated with, "Well, why don't we get together and talk oh, about it?" My wife was like, "Yeah, no. yeah." She she wanted to start texting her. What else you, you got? You got more. So Daniel Baldwin does a show <laughs> in Syracuse, ESPN Syracuse. He puts the raw in Syracuse. Right. All right. That's reference and, to um, your raw. It's an hour beginning. long, Billy. The show. Yeah. It's an hour long, and um, he had uh, Alec Baldwin on the show today. Um, Alec made him wait a little bit, and uh, this has become a big family <laughs> drama. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we do kind of have like a sneaky ally embedded in this show. <laughs> Paul, the producer, yeah. I believe. He's 52. Yeah. Uh, he's what? He's, I think he's 52. He's, 50. he's 52, but he sort of gets our show and no. knows that all of this is a joke and we're just fooling around no. and we don't actually want to feud with that Hollywood or anybody who takes himself seriously. Hang on. In my uh, in my menchies, he said his actual age. This is important. Paulie is... <laughs> 46. Oh, 46. Okay, so and for, so a 46-year-old dude who's been listening to us for a long time is embedded. Well, in- we're just assuming he's been listening to us. Maybe embedded. he's just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Thank bringing you. Bringing this up to uh, Alec. It's very hard. Alec and, and Daniel are both in this clip. It's hard to discern who is who. <laughs> Isn't it part of the deal that when you're famous that maybe comedy radio shows are going to make you guys the punchline? No, you know, like, isn't that part of the deal? And isn't it kind of a flattery thing when people are talking about you? Well, for, first of all, you said comedy radio show, and I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure that guy's show is qualifies as a comedy radio show. <laughs> I said the same thing. Yeah, they tried. I mean, comedy is, you know, 90% of what's called comedy is more cute than funny or more asinine than funny you know, or, 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 or more asinine than clever. I mean, I mean no, what they do is they feed on people's need to tear people down. That, that's a very <laughs> simple. Um, hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> so great. He's answering the door. <laughs> Hello? Spot on. But we said that. Which one are you? Yes. <laughs> um, I, uh, I find myself, it could be anybody really, I find myself disappointed. Like, legitimately, symbolically disappointed that this person who spoofs our president on television would would be, like, be defensive about about this spoof. He was so fired up that he got up and answered the door. Right, well, and he gets to decide what comedy is, which is just great. That's just great. Like, of course, of course. <laughs> Think you know who I am? Yeah. yeah. Hey, because I don't even know who I am. Right. Who am I? Am I Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> that that part of their show had me cracking up when they were saying how much you guys all sound alike, and you can't tell the difference between them. Well, you know, I don't think Stephen sounds like any of them. He doesn't. He doesn't. I think Dan and and Alex sound alike. It, and this is how they wrapped up. This is they were very okay. they were very complimentary of this show at the end. 
What, we have an update? A Baldwin update? Alex oh, on the phone, Alex on the phone. What are you no, doing? Not with us. So no, he's, see, you're doing the thing where you're commentating on the show uh, as if it's our show, but he's actually been listening to the Daniel Baldwin show <laughs> the whole time. Right. That's his job. Oh, That's so, his assignment oh, so today. It's compelling radio. Alec is on the line right now and is calling into our show. You're saying Alec right now has called into the Daniel Baldwin show. You, you're talking to me? What? Sorry, hold on. What? You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin yeah, show, Yeah, 52 right? minutes. Dan, please. I can't. Alec's on the phone. Right. <laughs> now, Alec was supposed to call into his brother's show at 1030, so he's 22 minutes late. <laughs> and now they're ripping us out of the Baldwin. I don't want to be mocked by this dude. This dude This dude was the best Trump impersonator in, in America. I don't want to feud with the Baldwin. I <laughs> Daniel Baldwin in a cage. <laughs> Which one's that again? <laughs> Which one's that again? <laughs> Poor steve got left out of the conversation. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that one. <laughs> they started playing your yar 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 with a roar today. <laughs> that music All the a- great ones do, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Start the whole start to the Daniel Baldwin. Go, what, Mike? What do you want to put on the poll? Do all the great ones start their show with a roar? <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. It was 70-30 yes. Do we, yes, yes. do we have any more? 70-30 yes. Start with a roar. This See? is the Daniel Baldwin show. <laughs> Perfect. It's perfect. Man. All right. See, I, I'm fine feuding with him this way. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> A cage less so. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Alec just said the dog barks, the parade moves on. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line. All right. I want to listen to that show. That sounds like a better show than the one we're doing around here. <laughs> All right. You know what? I don't even want to do the rest of this segment. I just want to walk in there right now and listen to that show instead of this one. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin show. Syracuse. What's the what are the call letters? 97.7. Roared. <laughs> we achieved greatness by accident and majority of the time. That's there it. There you go. There it is, man. There it is. And you know what? Uh, God bless them. Uh, it was a uh, uh, it was a showdown. It was a slapdown. And uh, you Dan know- Levitard was visibly. Because uh, Cody watched the TV version of it yesterday, because mm-hmm. he DVRs it and he goes home and watches it, and he said that Dan was visibly sad when your brother, yeah, like, he he loves your brother, yeah. and your brother went after him, and he was, like, sad by it. Well, you got, that's a family thing, you know? You know, you can't attack the whole family and then not expect one of them to be mad at you. And that's I guess idiotic. one of the things that Levitard does that I didn't even know about is I guess he promotes his brother's art all the time, and listeners get on him. Because I saw a bunch of tweets saying, so you're going to pick on Alec for defending Daniel when you defend your brother's stupid art all the time. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, it's funny because I had fun with uh, one of the guys that I turned out that's on their staff. And he said, and he kept writing things about, well, the two things were, listen, if you don't, if you think I'm an idiot and I don't realize that Alec is a huge movie star compared to me, Billy <laughs> Steven, I mean, I'm not, and, and, and part of the, the, the curse, the double edge of the sword is, I look and sound a lot like my older brother, probably more than my other brothers. So there's part of that that has worked to my advantage before. Hey, we can get bullied. He sounds just like his brother. He looks like him. You know, okay. So there's the, the, the more inexpensive model, you know, to, to do compared to obviously Alec. You're the Kia uh, Sorento of Alex. But, right, right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the E class. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
but but at the same time, that has stopped me from getting work. That has gone against me for people who don't like him, and and has nothing to do. It has never once gotten me a job in the acting world. But the two things that were uh, that were one is a uh, um, well. First of all, uh, forget forget all the other stuff. If I say to anyone. If they are heavy, if they aren't heavy, if they're really fat, if you look at someone, if you did it in a job, you'd be fired. You'd be fired. You know, so to come out the gate and say, and identify me as the fat one, you know, that's very offensive. I don't care what you say. That's an offensive thing to say to someone. You don't need to say that on a national radio show and then to turn around and go, we've never seen him in anything before. So I was having a field day taking, you know, movies that I've been in that have won 13 Academy Awards and sending the, the <laughs> sending them, <laughs> tweeting, tweeting directly to the staff guy, you know, big movies and TV series. Now, again, I'm having fun with that. And then I get to hear from people on Twitter going, Dude, are you really sending some? I'm going, yeah, man, I think it's incredible. It's great. And then what's really great about it was at the end for the kid to turn around and say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was you. I thought, yeah, I watched that. I love that movie. Oh, so you have seen vampires or you have seen so-and-so. And again, it's not the idea that of Alec brings up a really good point. When your show is based a lot on and a lot of their show is based on tearing people up and, and, and chewing them up and spitting them out. And if you're picking out the ironies in life, if you're picking out how ridiculous an idea it was to do this when you ended up saying this or whatever, I get it. But when you're just going to rip somebody up, you're just going to you know say nasty things about someone unsolicited. It wasn't like I was in the news or we were in the news about something. We just came up because it's pop culture and he ripped on us. They did. So, you know, he got back, listen, you know, sometimes so you this is this is not this is exactly the same way it was when I was fifteen years old. If you did something to my sister, all four of us were at your door would yank you off your dining room table and beat your ass on the front lawn. See, this is where I, I grew up in a large family just like you, and this is where it's different for me. If if Dan Levitard had gone on and for some reason the Sibelius were famous and one of them called us fat and the other one stupid, my family would pile on. Like and start calling yeah, you, yeah, yeah. My brother fat, would be right. like, you know what? He is the fat one, and he is the, you know, and it's, it's a different it's, family dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay, it's okay. Strange. Now you say that, you say that, and 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 all I'm going to invite you to take a look at is when you've been in the public eye, and, uh-huh. and believe me, let me tell you something. Through my addiction years, and 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 I had some very well publicized cover of, you know, every newspaper in every city when I got arrested in New York, and I did it. It was my fault. I had a drug problem. I'm sober now. I've been sober for many, many years. But I asked for that because I did it. I can't stand when I see celebrities go, well, the pressure of this because I make millions of dollars on a TV show. It's such BS. You asked for it. You did it. Hold your chin up. Take your medicine and move on and see if you can't make it better. So I did that. And I hurt my career. I hurt my family. I hurt a lot of things. But to have somebody turn around since, since I've been very young, if you messed with one, you messed with all of us. So, uh, you know, to not to jump to my brother's defense, you know, or, or for my brother to jump. To, that's how we are. That's how my father raised us. Hey, if someone messes with your little brother, Billy, I mean, I'll never forget to this day. If you get Billy on, we'll get Billy on. And I'll just say this one. Tell him the story about the time you were guarding the bicycles at summer school. So Billy, my father gets him a job because my dad was a teacher in the town. And Billy's supposed to walk around the perimeter of the big school where they have multiple schools go for summer school. And so Billy sees these two kids pop out on their bicycles with a big bolt cutter. <laughs> so, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to go steal a bike. 
And the rich kids all come to this one school, blah, and they have nice motorbacon, you know, fast bicycles, and blah. And these kids, so Billy walked up to him, hey, guys, uh, what are you doing with the bolt cutters? And they were bigger, older kids. Billy was like 13. These guys were 15, 17. And so they, they smacked Billy around. They beat him up and blah. Well, the next day I went to work with Billy. And when I caught the kid, I ran him down in there, and I had it like in 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 uh, Goodfellas. I had his head in the locker, and I must have slammed that locker on this kid's skull fifteen times. <laughs> Ambulance had yeah. to take him away, unconscious. But guess what? No one ever messed with my brother Billy at the locker at, like at the bicycle rack again. Like Not it. one time did anyone mess with my brother Billy. We got to so, we got to take a break. We're way behind. Wow. Let's take a break. It's going to be a longer break than usual, and we'll come back and do so well. We'll talk a little sports. I'm on fire. Make right some now. sports I'm on into the fire. Follow us on Twitter, ESPN Syracuse, ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. Are we doing a so what? No. We're not doing a so what? No, we'll do it next We'll do oh. the next segment because you want to talk about Doctor Doctor Pimple Popper. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk. I wanted to wrap up with with the, this segment because what we talked about during the break, like you, like I didn't realize that calling, I, what is in a personal atta- what you think a personal attack is, and what isn't. you know. What my mother used to say, "Would you say it to your mother? Would you say it to your teacher? Or would you say it to your sister with me standing right there? Think about just think about just go by that barometer because you know what those old wives' tales are true." So if you looked at someone and she was your teacher and you were 15, would you walk up to your teacher and go, wow, you're really, you're the fat teacher, aren't you? Would you say that? No, you wouldn't say it. So there's your barometer. Would you say it to a nun? Would you say it to your mother? Would you walk up to your mother and go, oh, of your sisters, you're the fat one and get a crack right across your face? No, but my mom would say it to us. Why are you the fat brother? <laughs> you know, like well, I, It's a different family dynamic. No, it's, it's, I, you know, I'm just going to tell you, that is a personal affront. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't believe that. Um, I think that there's going to be one of those after a big battle you know, you retreat back. I, I don't. I, I'm cut, I've got. I'll bet odds that this is not over. That, that there's going to be more. More to come. Yeah. One of my brothers was heavier than the rest of us, and my mom used to call him Fat Man and do the na 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 na. Oh my fat god! Man when he would watch. Did she skip it? Did he skip her funeral? <laughs> the, the, no. the, the Batman song. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah, is he obsessively thin now? Like, what was no. the damage that was done? No, to him? it's just funny. Like, see, he, no, see, no, you know, and you know what's funny? In the delivery, it was a loving. In the delivery of a line lies uh, um, certain certain levels. So had they gone, which one's that? Na, 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 and said it funny and a little softer. I was going, is that the fat one? Yeah. So, so, so now, the, the, now I'm not going to be satisfied until there's a cage match for, <laughs> for charity. I would love it. Now, how do you win, how do you win that? How do you uh, think about something? So if you go in and you do like an MMA. And I beat the living crap out of him. <laughs> like we just beat the crap out of him. I think that you. I think that this. this Dude, it, I can't win that because then everyone's going to be upset that I beat the crap out of him. Yeah, I, not well. Can't no, we I think just it'd be hug awesome. it out? No, 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 no. But I think that Levitar. Get out. Levitar needs to let Dan on his show. You got to talk to the guy. We're talking through clips now. He'll play well, clips of this show. We'll play clips of his well, show. I thought the more compelling thing Paulie had suggested to me. 
that we take some time. They're on an hour longer than we are, so we could call. But that doesn't that doesn't service us. Why would we not just all be on both our shows at the sure, same time? Sure, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I see a SmackDown coming. Well, they keep saying they only want they want Alec, and unfortunately, with Alec is going to come Daniel. And Alec's not doing that show. He made that very clear yesterday. Well, no, I think I think it's not a matter of I come with Alec with some kind of package deal, yeah. <laughs> and and nor to do a radio show do I usually need his hope to get on to guest on a radio show. I've been on very very big. Well, let me put it this way: How many times has Levitard been on the Tonight Show? Right. I know. How many times has Levitard been on 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 David Letterman? How many times has he been on Jimmy Kimmel? How many? I've been on all those shows, Conan, but. As, by myself, without bringing my brother on with me, you know, I've been, right. I've been on there as a guest, as a, a movie actor or a TV actor or whatever. So, you know, again, and could Levitard's publicist get him on that? I'm sure if he had something topical to talk about or a controversy, he probably could get on over this. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that would certainly be something that would be entertaining for Kimmel to have fun with or whatever. You know, why did you go after the Baldwin? You know, and then he'd do a skit and make fun of us anyway. You know, so. You know, it's 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 part of being what's called public domain. You you, you got to have thick enough skin. But when they personally attack you, it's a little bit different. I I think this is not over. I think it's not over yet. I don't think it's over. I think this is there's no every, resolve. It hasn't when, been resolved. This is when everyone gets together and they start loading up their muskets and re, reloading their powder. This is gonna this could explode. Well, what's this, gonna happen is, is, is you're gonna you're gonna be off the air for three weeks and they're gonna think that like no change in schedule. Oh, so oh, I'm going. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Worst news ever. <laughs> <laughs> on this stupid show, yeah. this stupid show's gonna be on an extra week. We didn't know that. So it turns out that I guess uh, I go on the fifteenth and I'm home on the twentieth. Uh, and I was going to go away to Albania to do this this uh, flick with uh, Steven Seagal and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, uh, and then well, there's a joke on the Levitard show. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You know, say what you want, but if you would have put together the box office grosses uh, of Seagal and Jean Claude oh, Van Damme, oh, yeah. oh my God, they made way more money than Alec. <laughs> Those guys killed it, yeah. especially Seagal. He had a run there for about nine years that was just crazy. That was Stallone numbers. So anyway, uh, um, it's an interesting film. Uh, they've moved. I, I guess um, Jean Claude's doing a TV series that's supposed to be really funny. He he calls himself Jean Claude Van Johnson or something like that, and he's uh, a former CIA operative yeah. who's now doing something else. And but he's getting lured back into doing like this underworld stuff. And it's, it's like Claude Van Johnson. You're right. And 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 it's uh, uh it's a, like a tongue in cheek thing mm-hmm. where it's actually very funny. And he's he's laughing at himself and having fun with it. Good for him, man. I mean, listen. One of the things, uh, particularly Van Damme, more than uh, Seagal, in my opinion, the the I think people forget too that. Uh, and I can relate not to the same level as them, but I look at Alec and I look at Billy and I look at Stephen and. And I prided myself on doing my own stunts. I did a lot of action pictures. I had, you know, uh, a, a run from say '95 to 2005, where I probably did 40 action films. I dove out of moving cars. I did. I mean, I always tried after the stunt guy did my did the stunt. I would give them a shot at me doing it at a reduced speed or whatever. But man, I broke my arm. I broke my wrist. I broke my ankle. I tore my knee up. I hurt my back and my neck. I was knocked unconscious a couple of times. I mean, I really went after it. And I'd have the the stunt guy show me how I was supposed to do it, and they'd pad me up, and I'd take my shot. At Harley Davidson, the Marlboro man, that motorcycle hit me in the ankles and broke my ankle. I mean, it was. It was a lot of stuff happened that I feel now as I've gotten older at 57 now, I can really feel the uh, the price that I paid for doing those stupid things that I probably never should have done. <laughs> but when they said, 
yeah, we're going to jump out of the third story window. And you look at it and you go, well, it's 30 feet and it's on a big airbag. And these guys are doing it from 10 stories up. Like, that would be really fun to jump into that airbag. And you don't realize that even in an airbag, you it's have to hurt. land perfectly. And it gives way. And, you know, it's not like landing in cement or whatever. You don't realize that when you're diving out of a moving boat that's doing 50 miles an hour and you hit the water, it's like hitting concrete. You know, so I, at, at any rate, Jean-Claude Van Damme has stayed in great shape and limber and, and the, the physical work that those guys have to do to stay in that kind of condition and look good. Hey, it's not easy when you have to go do a picture. As you, if you haven't noticed, I've lost weight and I'm getting ready to get camera ready, which I got to drop another 15 probably in the next week. And it's hard at 57 to lose that kind of weight. It, it is. It used to be, I used to be able to knock 15 pounds off like, like in days. And now it takes me weeks. And to keep it off is even harder because I have to really modify what I like to eat as I'm looking at a bag of chips. His daughter purpose. is quite the talent as well. Jean-Claude? Oh, yes. Oh, really? 27-year-old Bianca Brie. Oh, Bianca Brie. <laughs> hello, hello. As, uh, I, and sure enough, they show her doing the, the famous Jean-Claude split. Yeah, she split. does like, all the, his splits and moves and whatnot. Like, yeah, Van she's a- damn, girl. Oh, all right. <laughs> Ah, baby. Uh, here's my problem with the whole the the squabble because I am right now in a position in my life that oh my makes God. me so happy. Yeah, I'm liked by everybody right now, and that rarely that rarely happens in my life. Yeah, look what happened from doing the show. I I've got, got popular again. Yeah, didn't I got Baldwin liking me. I got uh, both the Baldwins like me. One. I got the Dan Levitard show liking me. I'm in a perfect spot in life. I don't want this to explode mm-hmm. on me. How do you not own mole.com? <laughs> <laughs> How have you not run with that? I know, he's Paulie the mole. the mole, you should own all if someone right now is listening, they're gonna grab it. You should have Paulie the Mole. I'm, I'm in you such are a good place. Did you hear them? A national show identified. They just stroked you. But Paulie and they got the guys in the inside. Let's look up his let's look up his resume. Let's see how <laughs> old he is. Oh yeah. He gets it. He gets us. I do. I get everything. He's our source. <laughs> I'm the voice of reason. You are the mole. We're so lucky You're to have so you. So the mole? <laughs> You called it, Josh. He is the mole. He's the mole. Oh, my no, God. No, I just understand. I see everybody's point of view. But, you know, so so from a strategy standpoint, and, and literally this has to be done strategically, I think. So we look at what's transpired, and, and everyone's going to now you know, p- pull out their dead, bury them, take their injured, medevac them to where they need to go. This is Vietnam. We're in the jungle right now. So with that said... Now, is this going to be like, you know, one of those night bombing raids? We're going to come in and get them later. We're going to we're going to fly in, but, you know, at dusk low, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a what was it? Air cav. We're going to air cav them. Dun, 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 Because we got to we're definitely going to take a shot across their bow at some point. The, the, here's the thing. They have the V Foundation auction going on right now. The, the problem is it's up to seven grand. They, yeah, that's a, that, that that would be the great. We don't need that. We don't need to buy our way in. No, but it show. would be. But it would be a charity thing, and it would be funny to. I don't see. I don't see how that's funny that it's going to cost Ed Levine seven thousand dollars. It's for a charity. Doesn't matter. So it costs money. Doesn't yeah. matter. Why we we don't need to do that. That's it. To just to have like we have Ed win, and then it okay. shows. Well, on. I have a charity now that if they want to bid seven thousand dollars, they can come on my show. Boom. You're not getting the show. point. Yeah, I am. You're a mole. You're a mole. <laughs> You're not You're trying to, I got the point. He's trying to earn seven thousand right. dollars. He's got a cut. Look at him. He got a he's, cut. He's getting a commission. It's a not Lebatard's charity, it's morons. It's ESPN. It's a commission. Have ES- well, I'll have some of my friends. Listen, the great Ed Levine is on the board of directors uh, okay. for ESPN all right. Radio. Uh, sorry, I he's had, their boss. I, all right, my idea is better than anything you guys are going to come up with. 
So, so here's Paulie's idea. So ESPN has this charity. You put and a one fake of the charity, name on it. And one, of the, one of the charities' things is is that you bid to see who's going to be on the Dan Lebitard show. Well, if you haven't checked, they're playing our show on their show. The the idea. I, I love your idea. It's great. We're not doing it. So ah, here, here, right. here, here's come up with a better one. Here's, then. here's what's better. Because you're not getting on without there's, it. There's, wow. You want to bet on that? Okay. You want to bet that yeah. I can't call them and say that I want to be on their show and that I'll be on their show? Okay. Do it. No, no, no. Without you, that I can't call them up and no, be on ahead. their show. That's fine. I Do you want to bet? No, 7, I don't want to. I just think oh, okay. this is a, g- okay. a better way of doing it. Well, you just this. said you're not getting on without it. That's what you said. Right. So I can only quote what you said. Like saying he's the fat one. You said it. Oh, uh, it was you know, nothing this, like this that. The show is stupid. Yes. You said it. You just said mole, you're mole, not getting mole, on without mole, it. Mole, mole, okay. Mole. Do you want to bet that I can get on the Dan Levitard show without having to do it through you what and if, do it through this? What if I am a mole and I call him and tell him not to? You, you can call him and tell him not to because, <laughs> because 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 you forget that I've got I've got the power of going. Yeah, Alex, it'll come on with me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got the yeah, baby. See, this is where I I'll go down fighting for your show. Oh I'm my on God. the Baldwin side. I, I am not a mole. Okay, well, listen. What I wanted to talk about before we got to go to we gotta break. Go, we we got to go to a break okay, now. Okay, well, hang on, hang on. What I wanted to talk about, though, is we have to strategically plan our next offensive. That's what we need to do. That's how you get on the show. You make a Listen, they wrote and they said, this was great. This was, it you know, great. So, so they they dug it, picking a fight ball. Now, now the, the next thing is to bring in another celebrity that says, how dare they? <laughs> like another big name to come in and have someone come on the show and play him the tape and have, who the hell is Dan Levitard? And so they have another name to talk about that now hates them. See, that, that, that could be the strategy. So let's go to break. We'll be right back with more Polly the Mole. Never again will you have to say, I missed that interview. I'm such a dinkus. He's so lame. Never miss an important interview, your favorite host, or anything else again. Check out our podcast and listen whenever and wherever you want. It's the reason Al Gore invented the internet. Get your ear on now. Listen back on iTunes or ESPNSyracuse.com. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Mets wrap up the first half with a four-game series with the Nationals starting tonight. Stephen Matz on the mound. First pitch at 7 o'clock on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um... So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. Let's crowbar some sports into this show. Really Former NBA star Charles Oakley was arrested after he was reportedly trying to cheat a Vegas casino. <laughs> oh, did you see this? They got videotaped like they have in any casino. Oakley puts up, I'm going to make up the numbers, 500 on a, on a bet. He realizes that the hand is going south, and so he slips his hand over like near his money and grabs a couple of the chips off <laughs> to make his, his bet less. And, and so, you know, of course, they're, they're looking at him, you know, the security guys, because it's Charles Oakley who's made like $42 million in his career playing basketball alone. And they walk down and they grab him and they go, hey man, uh, we'd like you to watch this videotape. Well, people don't realize they're watching you all Everything you do. Let me tell you something. Not just that, but if you have any celebrity status, they are watching everything because they know you're a mark. Like stuff will happen, girls, different stuff, and they want to make sure they have their story straight. Yeah. So they follow you in the casino for sure. I have a friend that... 
that told me, he goes, listen, when you go in there, we know every movie you make. When you go in your hotel room, when you leave, what you do, for sure. As no, part of, what's that? I just, that's not a so what. You can't do, No, like, you're going to get busted. Anybody, even if you're famous, don't be stupid like that. What, what? What's he thinking? Yeah. You know I mean, what's he think? What's he thinking? That's like swearing at the judge in court. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, well, you're not going to get away with that. You know what I mean? You're doing it right there. They've, there's 700 cameras <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> he probably thought he was so smooth, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, only, the only thing, the only defense he has is he could, if he was smart, he'd say, man, I was really wasted. And or, I don't know what I, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Right. I was, I was just counting them. <laughs> we are all familiar with the Andre McGee escort scandal as far as the Louisville Cardinals go, correct? Yes. And a part of their agreement was to vacate their 2013 national title, which the school agreed to do. Well, correct. filing in court, five players from the 2013 title team are now suing the NCAA over vacating what they say is their win. They say in the sports world, I don't think there's any Goliath that exists like the NCAA. It's a giant but it's a morally bankrupt organization that has taken advantage of economically disadvantaged young people throughout our country. Well, I don't know if that's the basis for the lawsuit, but I'm going to say this. If you were to deprive every single pro franchise their world titles for any member of the team that was involved in prostitution or strip clubs, you'd have no world champions of anything. Mm -hmm. So... I wouldn't want to go and call on someone morally bankrupt when you got caught with... Hookers. The, 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 the guys are upset a because they've they had they don't have a title anymore according to the NCAA. But they right. also say this. He says uh, it's been five years and I can't tell you two days where I've gone without someone coming to ask me if I had strippers or if I had prostitutes in my dorm room. Right. Well, so I think a, it's a slanderous thing too. For maybe me. they want a list. Maybe they want uh, uh, you know uh, a list of all the people. Buy that- a shirt that says I don't I didn't have hookers. Right. And then people will know. Not to add. <laughs> no, I don't have. No, I don't have any hookers. That's my new shirt. Yeah, or, or, or or write a list of people that are exonerated from any of us whose names were not involved. Or mm. And finally, Pornhub traffic dropped nearly thirty three percent during the England Croatia game. I've been working. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working a lot. <laughs> Meaning people stopped visiting Pornhub during that game. Was it just in Cro? Like, does that mean like all of Croatia? That means all of England. All of the yeah, England all stopped watching. Global yeah, traffic. So clearly, a yeah. lot of people in England like to. In America, went up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched. I watched the game. What well, was so so? I'm a gr- it's great for Croatia. Now, now I want the underdog to win. It would be so great for them to beat France. I was I was kind of thinking it was going to be England and France, you know, and, and, and that's essentially a subway series. They're so close. They're almost connected, separated by a small body of water. Um, but uh, uh, it's not to be. And England really did this folded up shop, man. They really did. They, scored, they fell apart. They've scored one of the fastest goals since 1958 in World Cup history. And, you know, a, a one-goal lead, you're playing from behind. But, uh, wow, they, 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 they just ate it. They ate it and they choked and they're out. I so. love I love whenever these Pornhub traffic things come out uh, where they like so, so like during the Super Bowl this here's the towns where the traffic went down and they went back up immediately following the game so immediately following the Croatia England game traffic spikes back up oh, so of it's guys going all right I guess I got to get back to business <laughs> right. those guys in their cars on the way from the stadium yeah exactly right so uh, tomorrow uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, this this tremendous Papa John story. Okay. Tremendous. Yeah, I bet we'll have more information come out. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. I would like to. I like to research it more. Eli says Odell is totally back, and uh, I've got. To, uh, and I'm going to end this. So you know the story we did uh, with the suicide recording for yeah. night. Do you say? Did you hear the extra news that's out on that? 
Well, what they forgot to report to us is that the UCLA star was arrested for child sex abuse. Oh. Uh, His girlfriend's nine-year-old daughter, and they arrested him in Maricopa County in Arizona. Uh, He was facing like some ridiculous 50-plus years imprisonment. Uh, and there was no way he was getting around it. He was he was going. So, uh, I mean, I think this is part of what now when you go back, if you go back and, and see this video of him saying he committed sin, he did this against God, he he doesn't, but you can imagine what was on this this, this man's mind. He had uh, um, abused his girlfriend's nine-year-old daughter. So, uh, wow. terrible, well, terrible. Real, an upper. Real ter- light show terrible, plan for tomorrow. Ter- <laughs> terrible, terrible guilt. Uh, and... Uh, um, and we'll be back tomorrow with more of uh, my planning on the feud with the Levitar Trump. I love it.